Welcome to Zichur Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Ram Golda, and there is Zechus Kedushin Daf Ein, the fourth Parakasar Yochasin. This Daf has been sponsored as a schus for all the men, women, and children in Eretz Yisrael who have been taken hostage, that they be quickly freed, and for all those injured in the attacks, that they should have a refuah shleima. So the three Daps are going to focus on number one. Rabbi Barachana said, Anyone who marries a woman who's not genealogically fit for him, the Torah considers him as if he plowed the entire world and sowed it with salt, as the Pusik says regarding people who could not identify their ancestry. And these are those who ascended from Tel Melech, Tel Harsha, Darshan as the words, Chorish and Melech. Rav said, Anyone who marries a woman unfit for him, for the sake of money, he'll have children who are unfit, which he supports from a Pasuk. He further darshans that Pasuk to add that he will lose any money he gained from her, as well as her own money in as little as a month. The more also says about one who marries a woman unfit for him, Eliyahu ties him and Hashem whips him. Atana says that Eliyahu writes and Hashem signs about such people, Oilo Laposla Zaro, woe to him who disqualifies his children, Ulapogamas Mishpachto, and who taints his family, Unosi Isha Shein Hoganaswa, and who marries a woman unfit for him. Point number two, the above Tana concludes, Bakoha Posel Pasel, and anyone who declares others genealogically disqualified is himself disqualified, and never speaks praises of others. Shmuel added, it's with his own blemish that he disqualifies others. The Gemara relates a story in which a man from the Ardal asked to purchase meat in a butcher shop in Pumadisa. He was told to wait for the attendant of Rav Yehuda Bar Yecheskel to take, and he reacted by denigrating Rav Yehuda, calling him Yehuda Bar Shaviskel, implying the glutton after which Rav Yehuda placed a ban on him. When he was told the man regularly called people slaves, Rav Yehuda announced that the man himself was a slave based on Shmuel's principle, as Rav Yehuda later explained. The man summoned Rav Yehuda to court before Rav Nachman, and the Gemara relates how Rav Yehuda posed numerous challenges to Rav Nachman's use of unusual language and practices. And point number three, after Rav Yehuda defended banning the man from the Ardah for demeaning his attendant, he explained that he declared him a slave based on Shmuel's principle, that one disqualifies others with the blemish he himself possesses. The man objected to being called a slave, saying he was actually a descendant of the Chashmanayim. Rav Yehuda then quoted Shmuel, Anyone who says, I'm from the family of the Chashmanayim, is in fact a slave. Although his testimony could not be accepted since it was given after the case arose, he told them Rav Masna agrees with him. Rav Masna, who had not been in Nardah for 13 years, arrived that day and confirmed the statement, adding that after Herod, a slave, massacred the family of the Chashmanayim, one maiden survived, climbed to the rooftop, and declared that anyone claiming to be a descendant of the Chashmanayim is actually a slave, whereupon she fell off the roof and died. The man was then declared to be a slave. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Barachana said, Anyone who marries a woman who is not genealogically fit for him, as if he plowed the entire world and sowed it with salt, as the Pasuk says regarding people who could not identify their ancestry, and these are those who ascended from Tel Melch, Tel Harsha, Darshan is the words, Chorish and Melch. Rav said, Anyone who marries a woman unfit for him, for the sake of money, he'll have children who are unfit, which he supports from a Pasuk. He further darshans that Pasuk to add that he will lose any money he gained from her, as well as her own money in as little as a month. The more also says about one who marries a woman unfit for him, Eliyahu ties him and Hashem whips him. Atana says that Eliyahu writes and Hashem signs about such people, Oilo Laposla Zaro, woe to him, who disqualifies his children, Ulapogamas Mishpachto, and who taints his family, Unosi Isha Shein Hoganaswa, and who marries a woman unfit for him.
Point number two, the above tana concludes, but koha posel posel, and anyone who declares others genealogically disqualified is himself disqualified. And never speaks praises of others. Shmuel added, it's with his own blemish that he disqualifies others. The Gemara relates a story in which a man from the Ardot asked to purchase meat in a butcher shop in Pumadisa. He was told to wait for the attendant of Rav Yehuda Bar Yechezkel to take, and he reacted by denigrating Rav Yehuda, calling him Yehuda Bar Shaviskel, implying the glutton after which Rav Yehuda placed a ban on him. When he was told the man regularly called people slaves, Rav Yehuda announced that the man himself was a slave based on Shmuel's principle, as Rav Yehuda later explained. The man summoned Rav Yehuda to court before Rav Nachman, and the Gemara relates how Rav Yehuda posed numerous challenges to Rav Nachman's use of unusual language and practices. And point number three, after Rav Yehuda defended banning the man from the Ardah for demeaning his attendant, he explained that he declared him a slave based on Shmuel's principle, that one disqualifies others with the blemish he himself possesses. The man objected to being called a slave, saying he was actually a descendant of the Chashmanaim. Rav Yehuda then quoted Shmuel, Anyone who says, I'm from the family of the Chashmanaim, is in fact a slave. Although his testimony could not be accepted since it was given after the case arose, he told them Rav Masna agrees with him. Rav Masna, who had not been in Nardah for 13 years, arrived that day and confirmed the statement, adding that after Herod, a slave, massacred the family of the Chashmanaim, one maiden survived, climbed to the rooftop, and declared that anyone claiming to be a descendant of the Chashmanaim is actually a slave, whereupon she fell off the roof and died. The man was then declared to be a slave. All right, so now we go to our Simon Duff Ayan, and our standard Simon is an eye doctor, an eye doctor. So here goes. The eye doctor who could see in his patient's eyes that he was marrying for money was startled when an irritated patient waiting to be seen called the doctor a slave, to which the doctor called him a slave, because this man always bragged that he was a descendant of the Chashmanayim. Once again, it's emotion. The eye doctor, eye doctor, that must be more Duff. Ayan. The eye doctor who could see in his patient's eyes that he was marrying for money, which reminds us, Rav said, Anyone who marries a woman unfit for him for the sake of money, he'll have children who are unfit, which he supports from Pasik. He further darshans that Pasik to add that he'll lose money he gained from her as well as her own money in as little as a month. So the eye doctor who could see in his patient's eyes that he was marrying for money, was startled when an irritated patient waiting to be seen called the doctor a slave, to which the doctor called him a slave, which reminds us, Shmuel says, Koaposo bemumaposo. Anyone who disqualifies, it's with his own blemish that he disqualifies others. The Gemara brings the story of the man who called Rav Yehuda Bar Yechezkel's attendant a slave, and how Rav Yehuda banned this man and called him a slave. So the eye doctor could see in his patient's eyes that he was marrying for money, was startled when an irritated patient waiting to be seen called the doctor a slave, to which the doctor called him a slave, because this man always bragged that he was a descendant of the Chashmanaim, which reminds us this man objected to being called a slave, saying he was actually a descendant of the Chashmanaim. Rav Yudah then quoted Shmuel, called the Amr Medebes Chashmanaikasina, Avdahu. Anyone who says I'm from the family of the Chashmanaim is in fact a slave. So once again, the eye doctor who could see in his patient's eyes that he was marrying for money was startled when an irritated patient waiting to be seen called the doctor a slave, to which the doctor called him a slave, because this man always bragged that he was a descendant of the Chashmanaim. All right, so now it's time for four Wabach Hazar. Daf Samach Vav. So the Simmer Daf Samach Vav relates to sewing, and we use a tailor. So here goes. The blind tailor, tailor, that must be one Daf Samach Vav. Sewing. The blind tailor who didn't react when a single witness told him his wife 
committed adultery, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the following question, if a single witness tells a man that his wife committed adultery, and the husband is silent, does she become prohibited to her husband? Abai says, Naman, he's believed, and she's prohibited to him. And Rava says, he's not believed. It's a matter concerning erva. And a matter concerning erva cannot be established by fewer than two witnesses. Abai seeks support for its position from an incident involving a blind man. So the blind tailor who didn't react when a single witness told him his wife committed adultery, couldn't see the king outside at a feast wearing the seats, who was getting angry at some sages, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the story of Yanai Melech at the Suda celebrating a conquest and the story of the seats, which led to the killing of the Chachamim. So the blind tailor who didn't react when a single witness told him his wife committed adultery, couldn't see the king outside at a feast wearing the seats, who was getting angry at some sages, and didn't know if he was Tami or Tower when he was informed the mikvah he was total in was found to be deficient and had less than 40 saw, which reminds us, Abraissa discusses a mikveh used under presumption that it contained 40 saw and was later found deficient. Rabbi Tarvin ruled all the taros previously prepared based on this mikveh to be taller by assuming it was full until found deficient. And Rabbi Kiva ruled them tamay. Rabbi Tarvin explained mikveh zebecheskesh made. This mikveh was presumed to be full and should not be ruled deficient earlier out of doubt. Rabbi Kiva responded that the people or kalim, which were tovel in this mikveh, were previously tamay and should not be ruled taller out of doubt. Rabbi Tarfan continued that it's analogous to a comb performing a vodu who was discovered to be a son of a divorcee or a chalutza rendering him a chalal and unfit for a vodu that has previously performed a vodu is valid. Rabbi responded that it's analogous to a cone discovered to be a balmum whose previous vodu is invalid. Daf Samach Zayn. So this Daf Samach Zayn is a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. At the No Yerichus sizzling barbecue, sizzling barbecue, that must be on Daf Samach Zayn. At the New Year Yichus sizzling barbecue, a son from an effective Kedushan lined up behind his father, which reminds us, the Mishnah on the previous staff taught, Anywhere there's an effective Kedushan and there's no transgression in the marriage, the offspring follows the lineage of the male, meaning a Kohen, Levi, or Yisrael. Where the marriage is prohibited, the offspring follows the blemished parent, such as a mamzer. So, at the Noya Yechus sizzling barbecue, a son from an effective Kedushan lined up behind his father, watched a boy enter the park behind his father who was an Amoni Ger, while his sister walked behind her mother, who was a Mitzri convert, which reminds us, Rabbi Kodah Rabbi Yochanan, but Umos Halich Achrazacher, with Gentile nations, followed the male regarding the offspring. If they converted, follow the blemish one from the two of them. This second statement is explained. A male Amoni Ger who married a female Mitzri Gyorz. If their child is male, then you cast him after his father because for a male, the Amoni parent is a greater blemish because the prohibition to regular Jews remains indefinitely. But if the child is a female, you cast her after her mother because for a female, the Egyptian parent is a greater blemish because a female Amoni is permitted to regular Jews. So at the Know Your Yechus Sizzling Barbecue, a son from an effective Kedushan lined up behind his father, watched a boy enter the park behind his father who was an Amoni Ger, while his sister walked behind her mother who was a Mitzri convert, while all the Arias with the Karas liability sat together with an Achuzisha since their Kedushan is not effective, which reminds us, the more brings the source that Kedushan is ineffective for prohibitions with the Karas liability and that all Arias that have a Karas liability are derived from an Achuzisha. Dav Samaches, so the Simmer Dav Samaches relates to Schach, and we use a sukkah. So here goes. The man in a sukkah, sukkah, that must be on Dav Samaches, Schach. The man in a sukkah with the hanging diamond decorations, having an awkward meal with his two wives, one beloved 
and one hated, which reminds us, the more discusses what is the case of if a man has two wives, one beloved and one hated, and if this passing indicates that Kedushin is tofes with Chayve loving. So the man in a sukkah with the hanging diamond decorations, having an awkward meal with his two wives, one beloved and one hated, while his shivcha stood outside, with a donkey, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Samach Vav, I'm a base talk, Kedushin is ineffective for a Shivcha or for a female Gentile, and their children share their status. Rav Huna provides a source that Kedushin is ineffective for a Shivcha. Avram said, poli stay here yourselves with the donkey, with the extraneous mention of the donkey teaching that Eliezer and Nebuchadnezzar is a nation legally similar to a donkey, which cannot have Kedushan. So the man in a sukkah with the hanging diamond decorations having an awkward meal with his two wives, one beloved and one hated, while Hashivcha stood outside with a donkey, told his intermarried son that his grandson is a Nachri and not Chayev in mitzvot, which reminds us, the Gemara says, we learn from the Pasuk, you shall not become married with them, that Kedushan is ineffective with a Gentile. Rabbi Yochanan quotes the Drusha that the child of a female Gentile is a Gentile. The Pasuk says, is bincha for he will turn your son away from me, which teaches, bincha, habam Yisraeli, screwy bincha, your son, meaning your grandson, who comes from a Jewess, is called your son, meaning a Jew, ve'en bincha, bincha el but your son who comes from a female idolater is not called your son, but her son, meaning an idolater. Daf So the simran daf samachtes is sut, and we often use a chimney sweep. So here goes. The men from Yichu's chimney sweep services, chimney sweep, that must be learned off Samachtes, Sut. The men from Yichu's chimney sweep services, who just finished cleaning the chimney of a mamzer, happily married to a shevcha, which reminds us, in the next mission, Rabbi Tarfan says, Yechoin mamzerin litaher. Mamzerin can be purified, meaning that their descendants will not be mamzerim. The mamzer marries a shevcha whose child is a slave and doesn't carry the lineage of mamzeris. Once that slave is freed, his status is like a regular ger. Ramelezer disagrees. Sorry, Zeavid Mamzer. This child is a slave who is also a Mamzer. So the men from Yichu's chimney sweep services, who just finished cleaning the chimney of a Mamzer happily married to a Shevcha, heavily advertised on the road where ten different categories of Yichus were ascending from Gaulus, which reminds us the fourth parak begins Asar Yuchasim Alumabavo. Ten categories of Yichus ascended from Babel to Eretz Yisrael. The more explains that the word alut, ascended, was used to allude to a price which states, Shabes of Migdash Gavol Michol Eretz Yisrael, that the base of Migdash is higher than all of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael Gavol Michol Aratzos, and Eretz Yisrael is higher than all their lands. So the men from Yichu's chimney sweep services, who just finished cleaning the chimney of Amamzer, happily married, to a shevcha, heavily advertised on the road where ten different categories of yichus were ascending from Gaulus, and where families with questionable lineage who maintain their chazaka to eat truma would picnic. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yossi said, Gadol chazaka. The reliability of chazaka is great, as evidence from the time of Nehemiah. Three families of Ghanim were unable to produce proof that they were not halalim and fit for a vote in the base of Migdash. So they were dismissed from performing a vote, and Nehemiah told them that they may not eat kachim until a kona rises to the Urim Batumim, meaning until Mashiach. By only prohibiting kachim, we infer that he said, You remain with your prior status, just as they ate truma and galas as Kohanim, they may continue to do so, despite their questionable yichos. There wasn't a concern that this might end up leading to the Marin Kohanim because their status was publicly known as weakened. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which step when the Wenachim convert and marry each other, the Yichus goes after the one who is blemished? That's on Dav. Good number two, which step do you about the 10 categories of Yuchsim that came up from Bavel? That's on Dav. Good number three. Which stuff do you want about the incident with the man who called Rav Yehuda bar Yecheskel's attendant a slave and Rav Yehuda called him a slave? That's on Dav.
Ayan. Good number four. Wish that they learned if someone is silent when they're accused of eating chelo b'shogeg, then the person is believed and the guilty party must bring a chata. Is that sondav? Good number five. Which stuff you have the source that the children of a man intermarried with a nachris are not Jewish? That's on Duff. Good number six. Which of the one the one who marries an unfit woman for money will have children who are unfit? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which stuff you have the regarding who is engaged where a father with two sets of daughters accept the condition of the older one but can't remember whom he was referring to? That's on Duff. Samachdog. Good number eight. Which is the one that anyone who claims to be from the house of the Chashman Naim is a slave? That's on Dav. Ayan. Good number nine. Which is the one that the source that Kedushin is ineffective for Shifcha is from the Pasuk Shvupo Imachamor? Stay here yourselves with the donkey. That's on Dav. Samaches. Good. And number ten. Which stuff of Mokos if Mamzerim can purify their descendants by marrying a Shifcha? That's on Dav. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody. Rem Goldhoff from Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.